everyone, and welcome to What a Pitch, the podcast where people pitch made-up movies. I am your host, Dan Cutler. Unfortunately, no one is going to be pitching a movie today um, due to some technical difficulties, some of which is my fault. Uh, we were unable to get, well, I was unable to get the newest episode of What a Pitch out in time. Um, so, to, you know, really keep things going, I'm going to talk about what I've been watching during quarantine. Um, if you're sick of hearing these kinds of things from, you know, podcasts and stuff, totally understand. You can skip this episode. Um, but if you want to stick around and hear what I've been listening to, maybe you can get some recommendations, um, for some new things to watch, you know, stick around, uh, and if you just, uh, whatever. So, all right, let's get going. So first thing I w- watched in quarantine was Parasite. Uh, which won best film at the Oscars, uh, this past Oscars. Um, and I mean, it was really good. Bong Joon-ho is a, he's a really, really interesting filmmaker. Um, who I feel he has a lot of, I feel he has a lot of different kinds of interests in a lot of, in a lot of genres of film, which is why, Parasite feels like a very unique experience to me, especially when you compare it to his other, um, his other films like Okja or Snowpiercer, some of his more, uh, popular films. Um, Parasite, all those movies are kind of unique to each other while still feeling like they come from the same guy, which they do. Um, and it's it's really interesting especially with especially with parasite winning best picture i feel like this is a very interesting moment for american cinema to um to kind of look to i mean specifically korea but to look to um like asian filmmaking styles the same way that french cinema affected um American cinema or Italian cinema affected Western cinema. Um, I I think, especially since when Parasite won Best Picture, uh, I saw a lot of people like talking about like, oh, if you liked Parasite, you know, watch these other Korean films, watch these films that the the actors from Parasite have been in, um, because I mean they are just such a unique style. Um, and I feel like Asian culture has really not bled into American cinema outside of like the stereotype, like the stereotypes of like ninjas and samurais. Um, I think there's a lot, there's a lot that, um, American style can kind of grow from by, um, review, like, by, uh, checking out, um, Asian, uh, film style. I think it'd be, I think, I think this is an interesting, because of that movie, this is a really interesting crossroads for American cinema to see where we go, if there's American cinema going forward, because movies aren't making money anymore, I don't know, whatever, 
that's another discussion for another time. The next thing I watched during quarantine, uh, quarantine, quarantine for me, my wife went into spring break, uh, which then kind of lasted through the rest of the school year and then summer break. So I was quarantined with her, uh, but she wanted to watch all of Bob's burgers. So that's what we did. We watched all of Bob's burgers. We are all caught up now. Uh, the new season, I believe season 11 is starting in like two weeks. Uh, and we are very excited for it. Uh, Bob's burgers is a really great show. Um, it's, I mean, technically it's classified as adult animation, but it's not as raunchy as other shows, even like other clean shows, like, like the Simpsons relatively is clean compared to like South Park or Family Guy. Um, but Bob's Burgers is, I mean, it's, it's really clean. Like I, if, if I ever have children, I'm going to show them Bob's Burgers when they're like six, maybe not every episode, but probably most of them. Um, they're pretty clean. They're pretty, not only are they clean, but they're also heartfelt, like genuinely heartfelt. Um, because though it isn't a new concept for, especially for adult animation to be, <coughs> to be about, oh, it's a middle-class family and the dad is trying to pay bills as much as he, you know, as well as he can, but, but they're not rich, but he loves his family. You know, the family, everyone loves each other. So it's all good. That is kind of in the Simpsons and it's like sort of, but not really in family guy. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like the center point of Bob's burgers. Um, like they, I think the show emphasizes just how much money their friends' family, like the 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 other families, have versus how much money Bob and his family, the Belchers, have. Um, but Bob and Linda, the matriarch and patriarch of the family, constantly try and try and still give their kids good experiences, you know, try and still provide not just like food and clothing and stuff like that, but also like, uh, their son wants to go to a baseball camp and they can't afford it, but they'll figure it out, you know? So they send their son to baseball camp cause they want him to, you know, experience thing, experience, have experiences and, and socialize with other people, but also to like, try and provide what he wants. Um, and like, there are just constant, like that seems like the focus of the show is like this family that doesn't have the money, but always wants to provide like great child, like great childhoods for their kids. Um, and I mean, there have been times where it's really, it's really touched me emotionally, and I've cried. Uh, well, I'm also a crybaby, so that's not saying much. But, but like, there have been episodes where I was like, "Wow, this is this is genuinely heartfelt, like loving. Like they've gone the extra mile 
and it's really touching. It's really great. Um, I understand. I, I, I've recommended Bob's Burgers to a few people. And uh, what I've always gotten back, not always, but what I've mostly gotten back is, oh, I just, I don't like an animation. You know, I don't like cartoons, blah, 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 whatever. It just, I just try Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers, I'm, I'm not going to, I like South Park, but I'm not going to sell you on South Park. There are episodes of Family Guy I like. I'm not going to sell you on Family Guy. Simpsons, like season three is phenomenal television. But I'm not gonna make someone watch Bob's or make someone's watch Simpsons season three. But like, watch Bob's Burgers. It's it's a positive viewing experience, and a lot of film and television is quite cynical um, nowadays. So when a when a show like that comes along, it's worth it's worth it's worth watching. So yeah. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, while we're talking about animation, actually, I want to talk about uh, HBO Max recently started up like two or three months ago, something like that. Um, and it's it's fine, you know. It's I mean, it's basically HBO Go or HBO Now, but with some additional stuff like like the the DC comics, those movies and shows are on there. That's pretty nice. Oh, actually, yes. Uh, yeah. So there, but there are a couple things on HBO, HBO Max that I really want to talk about. The first is the animated Harley Quinn show on uh, HBO Max. Again, adult animation, yes, but I mean, it's I mean, it's really funny. It gets pretty. It's very violent. So it is very adult and it's very raunchy. Um, so it is very adult. Kaylee Cuoco is Harley Quinn, and I I never cared for Big Bang Theory, but I love her, love her as Harley Quinn. She just nails it. Uh, Lake Bell is Poison Ivy, the second most important character, and she's. I mean, I've always really I've always really liked Lake Bell. So the more work she gets awesome uh the rest of the cast is really great alan tudyk is i mean just probably the greatest character actor okay some people have a problem with that he's the most um underappreciated character actor i feel like i feel like people have to give that to me he's like an he's he's in everything and he's great in everything he can do anything and he's just he's 10 out of 10 every single time um Ron Funches plays King Shark, and it's amazing. I love Ron Funches, so anytime I can get him, it, just his voice, his laugh, it's just so, he's just so, like, bubbly and giddy, and it just makes me happy. Um. Oh, crap. The guy who plays, I need to look up IMDb now uh, for actor names. The actor who plays, uh, oh, Tony Hale. Uh, he's also a uh, Buster Bluth in Arrested Development. He's in the show predominantly. F just it's great. Jason Alexander is great. Christopher Maloney plays a uh, Commissioner Gordon, but Commissioner Gordon is like he's like an alcoholic. 
and is like his marriage is falling apart and he's like a failure of a police captain. Christopher Maloney, you know, everyone's just like, oh, Elliot Stabler. Christopher Maloney has got the goods. You know, he can bring it, whatever he is in. Um, continuing to talk about HBO Max, HBO Max also has all of the Studio Ghibli films. Um, going back to talking about Asian filmmaking, Studio Ghibli, uh, with their chief creator, I don't know what his official title is, you know, president or CEO, CEO or whatever. Um, but his, uh, his name is Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, he's a Japanese filmmaker, um, who makes Japanese animated films, but they are so beautiful and well-made and just, he tells these incredible stories with such an amazing visual representation through animation. Um, some people know some of his movies like My Neighbor Totoro from, I think, 1991? Uh, might be... Oh, no, it's earlier than that. It's like 89 or something. It's late 80s. Uh, but that was his first film. Uh, he also had a film, Spirited Away, um, which won Best Picture in 2003. And I think that beat out Toy Story 3. No, I might be. I, I'm wrong about that one as well. Um, but it, it, whatever. So, so he had Spirited Away, that one best animated picture at the Oscars in 2003, I believe, 2003 or 2004. Um, and that's a phenomenal film. He had a film not too long ago, I think 2012, called Ponyo, that was nominated at the Oscars for best animated feature. Those, I mean, those are other films to, like, if you have a problem watching animation, watch a Hayao Miyazaki film. Watch a Studio Ghibli film. They are some of the highest levels of art. Of, of And by art, I mean all arts. I mean film making, you know. I, I would put them in the upper echelon of filmmaking. Um... And the reason they're not talked about is is either because they originated in Japan, but the English trains, like the English dubs, are still phenomenal. They have amazing, you know, top tier actors doing the voice acting for them. Uh, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Anne Hathaway, um, Sam Jackson, Dakota Dakota and Elle Fanning. Like, like, if if these films are worth the time and effort of actors that people in America love, then they are worth the time and effort it takes for you to watch them. So you've, if you have HBO Max, watch these movies. Um, the some of the the best ones to start off with. If you're really against watching animated, I would try watching. Princess Mononoke, or My Neighbor Totoro, um, maybe not Spirited Away. Spirited Away is a phenomenal film, but it is it is rather long. Um, 
So I I would start uh, definitely one of those two. I would probably go Princess Mononoke. I think Princess Mononoke really keeps your attention, is really more fast-paced. I won't say well-paced because I think they're all amazingly paced, but um, it has a little more of a fast pace compared to the other other Miyazaki films. So, yeah, watch Princess Mononoke and then and then see where you go from there. My neighbor Totoro is nice and fun. Um, yeah, they're great movies. Just so watch those. HBO Max, Harley Quinn animated show, and the Hayao Miyazaki films, the Studio Ghibli films. Watch those. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about that I've been watching during quarantine is that my wife and I are currently uh, watching through Lost. Uh, we're a bit into season two right now. I think like six, six or seven episodes into season two. Um, and a lot is going on. There's a lot of stuff that is crazy and it's really like supernatural um and i'm loving it this show is so good it's so beautiful and the the word i want to use is quaint it's not necessarily quaint but it's just like subtle and you know the, the beauty is that like other than other than the others, which is this unknown group of people that were on the island before all these people crashed and became survivors of a plane crash and crash landed on this mysterious island. Other than the others, uh, there's not really any bad guys. And the others aren't really in the show that much. They probably get get added in more often. They already are in this a lot in season two. But season one is really most like mostly just about these survivors of this plane crash just trying to live and trying to form some kind of not society but like routines and like to so that everyone can be fed and everyone can have clean water and everyone can have shelter and be safe and be dry from the rain and it's really, it is really phenomenal, and all the, the backstories are really intricate, I am loving Lost so much, I didn't, I never watched it before when it was on television, um, so this is a completely new experience for me, and I'm loving it so far, the one question I have now that I'm watching season two, is how is Michelle Rodriguez not just, like, the number one actor in Hollywood, she's, a intricate part um, of the Fast and the Furious franchise, so you know she can draw big numbers. You know, like she's an action star in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I would say the second most important after Vin Diesel, but they could easily make her the the most important in the Fast and the Furious franchise if they wanted to. My idea for the ninth Fast and the Furious movie was an all female Fast and the Furious. All the men get sick. Um, and all the women have to like find a cure for them. So, and obviously she, and obviously Letty, Michelle Rodriguez would lead that film and she'd be awesome at it. Cause she would be, 
now I'm watching her in Lost season two, and she is just playing. Like her character is a badass because she is a badass. Little one note, but she's playing it with just this really like nice subtlety. She comes off like Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's the Stone Cold Steve Austin of Hollywood, and Hollywood needs to realize that and just like like just push her to the moon. You know, put her in everything. You know, you she make her a like a badass Disney princess. You know, make her uh you know put her in a bad like comedy film that like a bunch of people that'll make its money back. Just make her the number one actor in Hollywood. Just just do it. Just do it. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Okay, that's everything I've been watching. Uh, so I just want to say before, uh, before I'm done today. Um, recently, Chadwick Boseman passed away, and it's become a cliche that like when a celebrity passes away, people will post on social media, "Oh, you know, I'm so sad. I'm making this about me. You know, whatever." Um. It's a cliche, and honestly, jokes, making, like, people will make jokes about those kinds of posts, and those jokes are cliche now, as well. Um, that's how far in we are. But the passing of Chadwick Boseman is different because, I mean, Black Panther was basically, like, it was like Iron Man for black people, um... You know, like, he's not the first black superhero, but black superheroes before him were, like, Blade and Will Smith's Hitchcock. And those are more, like, in line with Deadpool. You know, they were good movies, but they're not going to be accepted by the mainstream media. You know? Like, not the way that, like, Iron Man was, you know, Iron Man started off the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's, it, it affected cinema for the next, I mean, it's going on 15 years now, basically, um, and who knows how long it'll go from here, and, and I have, I have black friends who, um, when Chadwick Boseman died, they were make, they would post on social media, like, I remember how I felt when I left Black Panther. You know, I remember feeling seen. I remember feeling, you know, like a superhero. I remember feeling good about myself. And that's the effect that Black Panther has, you know. Um, this is this is why there are people who talk about representation um, in movies and in film and media and stuff like that. Because when, you know, for decades, Hollywood just makes movies about how black people are thugs, how black or black people need white people, you know, to save them. White, they need like a white savior. Then that's how they are going to be treated, you know. America is going to treat them as if, you know, oh, they are worthless they are useless they don't have value because you know unless they're being given value by a white person they don't have value so why are they here in our country that's the effect the media has on you so that's why Chadwick Boseman is important to individual people even people that haven't met him you know 
that's that's what his death means to those people. You know, he was someone that showed that black people have value. You know, that black people have value to not only their own lives, but to value to other people's lives, to society as a whole, um, to the world, to the global community. So that's why that death is, that's why the death of Chadwick Boseman is really hard. Um, not specifically to me, you know, I'm a, I'm a white man, but I can, I can see the impact that he, he had. Um, and yeah, it was really tough. I'm not going to speculate on what they're going to do with the Black Panther franchise going forward. Um, I don't want to do that. Maybe ever, you know, Disney. I will say that they should continue the franchise. Um, but I don't know how. Uh, it's not my job. Uh, and I feel like discussing that, at, at least at this time, would be inappropriate so yeah that's all i got to say on that thanks for listening or not listening well if you're not listening you didn't you're not hearing this so thanks for listening uh i'd really appreciate it if you could follow uh what a pitch on facebook and twitter at p-o-d-w-a-p um you know and because of this episode you know reach out po- you know reach out to those uh, places on Facebook and Twitter and tell me what you're watching during quarantine if you are quarantined. Uh, If you have to, you know, be out, if you're deemed um, an essential worker, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Good luck. Please stay healthy. You know, stay healthy. You know, I hope people aren't giving you too hard of a time. Uh, But if you aren't an essential worker and you're not quarantining, Stop what you're doing and quarantine. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Limit your exposure. Because that's what you got to do. You got to sweat a fever out. And I know this is more serious than a fever, but you get what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so just, you know, reach out to What A Pitch on Facebook and Twitter. And tell us, you know, what have, what have you been watching? You know, have you watched the same things as me? If you have, let me know what you thought of them. Uh, if you think I'm stupid, tell me that too. I'm really, it's really okay. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to What a Pitch. <laughs>